Guys, I've, this is week six of overwhelming victory. We're talking spiritually now. If you hadn't caught all six weeks, right? How many of you drive are on the road about 40 minutes a day? Everybody, anywhere you go in Midland now, it takes 40 minutes. So all you guys need to be raising your hand. The longest podcast we have is 46 minutes. Right? I challenge you, go download the podcast and follow up with what we're doing here. It's too important for you not to learn this. It's too important for you not to get this down on the inside of you and live it out. Okay? Go, there's f the first five weeks are on there. Also, two Wednesdays tie into overwhelming victory. It shouldn't be something that you miss. Right? And then also, too, well, let me talk to Hayden before I announce it. So make sure you're watching us on Facebook and you make sure you're on the podcast. Amen? Well, let's get into it. Today, for the next three to four weeks, I'm going to talk about your spirit man. Right? And if you don't have any idea about your spirit man, you need to be here. And here's the, so I'm talking to you dangerous Christians now. And what I call dangerous Christians is, to those of you who think you know about your spiritual man and you think you know so much about it, that you think, oh, I'm okay, I'm talking to you now. You need to really pay attention. Right. Amen? Because the worst thing you can be is a Christian says, oh, I, I know the word. And then you don't go live it out. Come on. Don't name drop God that way. Don't say, I know God, and then don't, don't live out every aspect of what he wants you to live in every aspect of your life. Don't name drop him like that. He don't like lukewarm. He spits it out. Come on. Don't be that person that says, I know the word, and then don't live it out. Just say, hey, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Teach me. He'd rather hear that than say, I know you, but I don't want to live with you. Amen. This is what we're talking about. This is how vital when we're talking about spiritual warfare. We're under more spiritual warfare today than any time I can remember in my life. Right. right? But a lot of us are focused on, I talked about last week, the devil's greatest trick was putting the wool over our eyes and think that, man, we're looking at everything on the outside, the physical part, instead of the spiritual part. We've got to get this down in us. So today, for the next three to four weeks, I want to talk to you about your spirit your soul, and your body, and how they are three separate things, right? It's vital that you listen, that you attend, and here's the other part, here's your responsibility part. Go up and read about it yourself, right? Because what I teach you, and what God reveals to you while you're in his word, you put those together and you're better off for it. But you got to go and read on your own, you've got a responsibility, we're about to enter here for the next month is so important to you, and it has a lot to do with your victory here on earth. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, please. It'll be on the screen, too. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, and it says, Now, in fact, I'm going to read it from there. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you. What does sanctify mean? Set apart. Completely. And may your whole what? Spirit, soul, and body be preserved at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what do you have? You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you have a body. They're three separate things. There's a lot of misteaching out there that says, well, you're part spirit, you're part body, and you have be part soul. No, it's three different aspects of your life. Or what makes you up? Your spirit, your soul, and your body. 
If you're taking notes, you need to write and say, I am a spirit being. You're a spirit being. I talked to you last week. The Bible calls God a spirit. We are a spirit. You have a soul. What makes up your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you, all that's contained in this one body. That's why it's vital you take care of this one body. A body was given so that yours can perform at optimal levels. Right? You have this body, this one earthly... You don't get another one. <laughs> you go and cut your fit hand off. Unless God shows up with a miracle, you, you're going to be a one-handed person. You better learn to write left-handed. You get one earthly vessel. But just as important as it is to take care of this earthly vessel, it's important to take care of your spirit and your soul. It's vital. Because if you don't take care of your soul, right, you're going to be saved, but you're still going to be acting like you weren't. You're going to be a believer that doesn't believe. You're going to be Christ-like, a Christian who's Christ-like, but take the like off. It's vital that we get this understanding for us because the world is winning. Why does racism exist? Because we're focused on what, on the, on the, on what we can see instead of the spirit that's coming from it. Why does bullying exist? Because we're focused on the outer self. Why does body shaming exist? Because we're moved by what our eyes see. Church, it's, the time is now to stop being moved by what you see and what you feel. Only be moved by what you know. Try that. What, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose to, be, to try that in your life to see how it impacts and changes it for the better? But he says your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body be what? Preserved. You are a spirit being. You have a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you have a body. I'm repeating myself and going so because this can confuse people and throw them out into the ditch. Yep. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says this. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful. Amen. Thank you for that. Right. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of what? Your soul and your spirit and joints and marrow. What's joints and marrow? Your body. And a dis is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So again, you are a spirit being. You have a soul. Your mind, your will, and your emotions make up your soul. And you live in a body. See, now that you understand that, that's why it's vital, you can't miss. You need to go back and look at the lead of the podcast and you hear it over and over and over again. You get into the word, let it speak to you and let it soak into you and it changes you. But now that you understand that, you have a, a basic concept that you can have a better understanding of the army that's against you that I, I preached on last Sunday. Right? In the book of Ephesians chapter 6, it talked about we don't battle flesh and blood. Right? You don't battle flesh and blood. That's why it's pointless if you're married to be saying, husband, quit being that way. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> all you're doing, you're speaking to his flesh. You're not speaking to that spirit. 
And I'm not just picking on husbands, women too. Right? That's why you go through my marriage class, I tell you, don't be a nagger. You bring it up once and then you're on your butt praying every day for that to come pass. To let God change him or let God change her. I'm going to leave that alone because I'll go 20 minutes on that. Right? You can have a better understanding of this army that's been assembled against you. This army is, they're, they're together. There's a rank and file. The devil has put them in order that he wants them to come get you. And they're trained and they know what to do. Right? They know what to look for and they know what to do when, they get, when you allow them a foothold in your life. What do they do? They kill, they steal, and they destroy they're rank and file, church. This isn't some ragtime group that's saying, oh, let me just throw darts blindfolded. They know exactly what their calling is. They know what their purpose is, and they know how to execute it. And what makes it a shame is they don't have any authority to do any of that. Jesus went to hell, took the keys to death and the grave, and the authority stripped the devil of it and gave it back to each and every one of us. Right? But that doesn't stop them. That's their purpose. That's their goal. That's their mentality. That's how, that's how they know how to live. Right? And it's time for us to be organized. It's time for us to pick up the slack in our lives. Quit being lazy. Quit being saying, I'm going to do it again. Quit having the spirit of apathy on your life. Well, that is what it is. Right? We need to be organized. We need to pick up the slack. And we need to have just the intent and purpose that the word says we're supposed to have so that we can have overwhelming victory every day of our lives. Because it's the authority we have. In fact, I think it was Sally asked, if I gave you a brand new 2022 Cadillac Escalade, fully loaded, would you just let it sit in your garage collect dust? She was like, no, no way, Pastor. I'd go sell that thing. But you're doing the same thing with the authority that Christ died for, went to hell to get for you, and you're letting that authority just gain dust. And the devil's saying, thank you. Right? So let's jump into this. So what's the most important job as we learn to do and execute on a day and out basis? We have a job to do. Again, I talked to you about a responsibility. It's a job that we have. We have a responsibility. What's that responsibility? One of the most important things we can do. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. I'm going to give you the amplified version. What does it say? Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. That's your job. Jesus did his. You don't expect Jesus to come do your job for you every day on earth. He's saying it's your responsibility to not to leave a foothold for the devil to give come in opportunity to what? For him to kill, to steal, and destroy. You have a responsibility to do that. It's your job to do it. Don't give him a foothold in your life, in your marriage, your finances, your job, your emotions, anything. The New King James Version says, give no place to the devil. And you know, I want to go another step farther. You know where you don't give place to the devil at any time in your life whatsoever, no matter what happens? Right here. Because some of you give more authority to the devil by the words you speak and the words that come out of your mouth. And it just you stop. As a pastor, I've learned to stop and listen to people. And you're like, it's insanity. But you didn't know that your job to leave no such room. And that means, man, if you can't speak the word, then be quiet. Yeah. 
you can't say edifying words about yourself or your spouse or your job or your finances, be quiet. If you can't confess and possess health and healing over your body, then be quiet. Because if you're not, you're giving room to the devil to come in. He's giving him a foothold to come in to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen? Amen? I get a little ornery about mine. You, when it comes to my health, you don't, mm. I tell you, I'll stop you in your tracks. You think, that guy's rude. No, I ain't rude. I'm just doing this. Because believers sometimes will give room and authority in your own life before you let them realize they're doing it. Amen? Let me keep going. Right? Give no foothold to the devil. I have some bad news. If you're not saved and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you're open to business in your spirit, you're open for business in your soul, and you're open for business in your body. Right? But let me start first today with your spirit. That's what I want to talk about, your spirit man. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Again, we're talking about your spirit, man. That's the only thing I'm talking about. I'm not talking about your soul right now, and I'm not talking about your body. I'm not talking about your mind, your will, or your emotions. I'm talking about your spirit. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, well, how do you become in Christ? You get saved. Right? He is a new creation. Right? The spirit man on the inside of you is a brand new creation. The old stuff, the old spirit man that was in there, the old man that was in there, he got replaced with something bigger, better, and upgraded model. Amen. Right? You have a new spirit man. He says, Behold, all things have passed away. Jesus is saying, all that stuff's gone. Gone. Sucked up in your Kirby vacuum cleaner. Gone. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It's gone. Old things have passed away. You can't get them back. And he says, and all things have become new. I mean, your spirit man is kind of like on that overwhelming victory shirt. Right? We're talking about your spirit man here, not your soul. Your soul has nothing to do with this verse. We're talking about the spirit man that's inside of you. It's become new. The change, the new creation happens on the inside. Right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Please understand this change only happens to your spirit. It becomes... <clears throat> Devil, you're not going to win. It becomes a brand new creature. Who right. I love that. That means... You have a brand new engine, if you will, in your car. Come on. Right? It's like having a, I don't know why I've gotten a car example so recently. It's like having a 1966 Camaro or 67 Camaro convertible, but having a 2022 Hellcat engine in it. Amen. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. The outside didn't change. Only the thing that's powering the outside. You got to remember that. All things have passed away. You're a new creature. The engine that's on side of you, that spirit man, is brand new. The body didn't change. Right? How the car, you know, the, 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 the accessories didn't change. And the accessories are your mind, your will, and your emotions. That didn't change. Just the engine. Just what's powering the rest of that stuff. That's what happens. Old body, 
Brand new spanking engine, more powerful than you could ever imagine. Right? This is the engine you just don't put on cruise control at 25. You're saying, I'm going to get a ticket for this one. Right? Again, this is, I'm talking, you got to tie this all in. New body, new spirit, and your authority to use that engine. You're not going to break that engine. Right? You're not going to, I'm going to get in a second. I'm going to kind of get ahead of myself. That engine is going to perform. You take care of it, that engine will perform optimal levels until the day you go home to be with Jesus. You don't ever have to replace this engine. You don't ever have to replace it. You need some tune-up. It's your responsibility to tune it up and to keep it, right? It's your responsibility to do that. But this engine you have is brand new. There's nothing better. Nobody will have any better engine than what you have. Right? God's good like that. Please understand, this change only happens to your spirit, right? Your salvation becomes instant. Your spirit, man, the moment, once you do this, once you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, the moment you take your last breath, you're going to be with Jesus in heaven. Nothing can change that because works didn't get you in and your works ain't going to get you out. So your salvation is instant. You're going to heaven. Right? Thank you, God, for that. Thank you for making it so easy. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, all you got to do is believe and confess. Any lazy person can do that. But your spirit, man, is brand new. Right? But your body and your soul, your mind, will, and emotions are not. This is why you got to be here to learn this. That's why I told you at the beginning, those most dangerous Christians are the ones that say, yeah, I know the word. I can quote you scripture. But you pull the curtains back and they ain't there. It's just all. That's why you got to know this. Because their spirit man is brand new, but their mind, their will, and their emotions, it's still looking like a dirty 67 car. Right? See, that's where we get the mix-up and the confusion happens. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. What a glorious day that we get people saved. Amen for that. I'm all for that. Get them saved. I pray every church in Midland gets people saved. And then bring them here so we can teach them. Teach them about the bind part. Teach them about the soul part. Teach them about the body part. Because it's it's great you get saved. You're going to be in heaven. But we're talking about living overwhelming victory while you're here. Quit being pushed around by everything else. But it doesn't stop there. See, your your outward man does not change. Neither does your soul. Right? Believers must learn, right? But you, it doesn't change. If you, were, if you were blonde when you got saved, guess what? After you get saved, you're still going to be blonde. If you were bald-headed before you got saved, you're going to be bald-headed after you get saved. Doesn't change. Right? But thank God the thing that allows us to, to help on those things, the injured part, is changed. Believers must learn how to let the real man, the spirit man inside of them, dominate their soul. The spirit man has to dominate your mind, your will, and your emotions. And your body. And to be honest with you, that would solve so many problems the devil is trying to put against us today. If we allowed our spirit man to do the dominating instead of our... Come on. Some of you have problems with this. Some of you have problems with this. What you hear, you get so dang offended faster than anything I know. 
Somebody sneezed wrong and that guy made me mad. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't going to that restaurant no more. It's funny, but people like that. Because why? Their soul hadn't been renewed. Their spirit man is not, they're not allowing that engine to control everything else. Why do people leave churches so many times? Believers must learn that the real man, the spirit man that's on the inside of them, allow them to dominate their soul and their body. And that would solve many problems that the devil's throwing at us today. You wouldn't be surprised. The news would be a lot less different. Right? In fact, they'd probably go bankrupt because all they could talk about is good news. Right? Instead of some man giving into his emotions and beating his wife. Right? If we allowed our spirit man to control that and dominate that and let that be the source, the catalyst, if you will, we'd have overwhelming victory. In order for it to dominate, we have to keep our spirit man strong. It's your responsibility to keep that engine tuned up. You have to change the oil. You have to take it out for a while. Right? What happens to you? Like for me, when I sit down for way too much, I get start getting stiff. Because I got to keep this thing tuned up. But it's the same thing with our spirit man. You've got to keep what's on the inside of you, allow that to dominate. Because if you tune up your engine, then it'll dominate your past and your past will never come back up. Those sicknesses and bodies are trying to come against you, you'll have domination over that. Is that a word, domination? You'll dominate over that. But it's your job to tune up the engine. What does it say? Turn with me to Luke chapter 4, verse 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 4. It said, this is Jesus now. This is talking red letters. Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. What did he say? Jesus said, man, you're not just going to live by feeding your flesh all the time. If you truly want to live this Zoe life, this God type of life, you need to feed your, your what? But bread alone, but every word of God. What does every word of God feed? Your spirit, man. Your spirit man is built up by every word of God. But this is, again, your responsibility. you got to go open the book up, actually. Get it out from that nightstand. Dust, get the dust off of it. Right? Take it out from your table where it's balancing it so it won't be off balance. Open the word up and live by every word in there. That's how your spirit man stays tuned up. Amen? I'm going to, it's not going to have on screen, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to read you what the Passion translates for it. Jesus replied, I will not, for it is written in scriptures, life does not only come from eating bread, but from God. Amen. Said life flows from every revelation from his mouth. The Amplified Version says, and Jesus replied to him, it is written, man should not live and be sustained by on bread alone, but by every word and expression of God. See, life is more than just feeding your flesh, church. You've got to get into this word and allow that word to sustain and build up your spirit man so that your spirit man can dominate your soul and your body. See, then you need to charge up your eureka spirit man by, by getting built, being filled up and built up in the Holy Ghost. Turn with me to Jude chapter 1 verse 20. It says, but you, beloved, building yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in what? The Holy Spirit. 
Getting baptized in the Holy Spirit is vital to your spirit, man. It's vital. And when, and when we're done with the first part of this series, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And it's not a spooky thing, right? Don't, don't freak out because I use the word Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, right? But your job, remember, you have a responsibility to keep this engine tuned up. Your job is, man, you've got to have your spirit man and the Holy Ghost and your spirit man are almost, they're identical. Right? You need one for, for the other to perform at optimal levels. Amen? I hope I'm going slow enough here for you. Having Jesus in your heart and making Him Lord and Savior is the very first and most vital piece to this overwhelming victory we're talking about. It's vital. Because your spirit man has to be recreated. Your spirit man's got to be old things passed away and your spirit man has to become brand new. But the only way for that to happen is asking Jesus into your heart. Getting saved. And it's the most vital piece to have an overwhelming victory in your life for 2022. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 says this. I'm going to read you the New King James Version. And I think religion and traditions have overcomplicated this. That's why the Apostle Paul says, man, your religion, your traditions almost void out this word. It says this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Yes. Amen. What does it say then? It says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Church, you'll never possess unless you're confessing. If you confess, you'll possess. All right? Notice what I didn't say. If you stress, you'll possess. If you worry, you'll possess. If you allow your circumstances to consume you, you'll possess. No, I said if you confess the word, because you can't live by bread alone. Right? Am I preaching somebody here today? Amen. If your confession is made into salvation. So I'm going to give everybody an opportunity here today. I'm going to give you the opportunity to confess. I'm going to give you the opportunity to believe so that you'll have salvation. Amen. Right? So if everybody would please bow their head and close your eyes. Because this is a personal, intimate relationship you're having with Jesus. It's about to begin. Amen. I don't care if you're saved or if you've said it already, say it again. But I want everybody to repeat after me, please. Say, Dear Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Amen.